0: Hey y'all, welcome back to the Waterfall of Consciousness podcast with me, Annalise. Of course, before I get into today's episode, I do have to take a brief moment to thank our sponsors. And today's sponsor is Writing a Letter. Do you like communicating with your friends? Sending updates about your life or learning about your friends' lives? Try writing a letter or sending a letter, whatever I just said. You're supporting the United States Postal Service, if you're in the United States, by doing so. And who doesn't love getting mail? So, take out your pen and paper, get an envelope and get some fun stamps, support the USPS, and write a letter today. Thank you so much for the sponsor of today's episode. Um, Of course, uh, you know, when we have a sponsor, I always am... That's something that I personally use, and I've been writing a lot of letters lately. Right, right, right. I bought... um, I just went out of the view of the mic. Sorry, I'm stupid. Um, I bought this box of what do you call them cards I guess you could say like I kind of I wanted thank you cards like like a year ago and I didn't want to buy thank you cards because they're so expensive and so I found this box at Walmart and it's 200 Hallmark cards and I was like you know what I'm gonna buy those because okay hold on my audio is kind of loud there we go that's a little bit better um my uh I was like I'm definitely gonna use these if anything it'll like push me to write more letters to people and it's a big old box and I've actually used quite a bit because I wrote a lot of thank you letters the whole reason why I got it was I wanted to write thank you letters to people at UCI when I was leaving because I was only there for like a year giving them to teachers and stuff and then people that I met along the way and um yeah and so I've definitely used a lot since and I've been using these to write my letters I bought some stamps I had some stamps already and then you know we got to save the post Postal service, so please go buy a book of stamps. I think it was, it was either seven dollars or eleven dollars. I'm gonna say it was eleven, but I think that's wrong. Um, but it was it was dumb cheap for a book of stamps, and they can send a whole bunch of letters to people. The ones I I was looking for the Bugs Bunny ones, but I got these um. Fruits and vegetables is, yeah, just fruits and vegetables doesn't even say who the artist is, um. I mean they look pretty there's one with a bowl of strawberries there's one with some fruits that I do not recognize could not tell you what those fruits were to save my life um it's like a tear shaped thing but it's green and then it's like red on the I don't freaking know um carrots I love me some carrots so yeah they have some cute ones I'm definitely trying to get my hands on those Bugs Bunny ones because I'm a big Looney Tunes fan now don't get me wrong I'm a big Disney fan However, if they had a Looney Tunes theme park, which... Okay, I don't know if it's still this way, but Six Flags used to have Looney Tunes characters, and you can meet all the characters and stuff, and I was obsessed with Tweety Bird. It was the two Ts, Tweety Bird and Tinkerbell. Those are, like, my things as a kid. I had uh, Tweety Bird outfits. I had, like, a Tweety Bird lamp. I think I had... I had a whole bunch of Tweety Bird shit. Oh, we have this, um, like, Christmas train set that it's, like, it's, like, a little it's a stationary train that just kind of, they're like little statues, but they're all Tweety Bird, I have this calendar that's Tweety Bird, I have um, a whole bunch of Tweety Bird ornaments, and so I, none of the stamps, they're all Bugs Bunny, none of them have Tweety on it, but I would totally buy a book of Tweety Bird stamps. I also should just, like, I think I was trying to look for a sticker on Redbubble for my Hydro Flask of Tweety, because, like, he's literally so cute, he's just the cutest, um, but I definitely was scared to meet him at Six Legs. I was- my mom always joked when I became a, a mascot in high school that it was kind of funny because I was terrified of, like, mascotty type characters as a kid. Like, I would look at them from afar, and my mom would go, oh, do you want to go meet Bugs Bunny? I'm like, no, it's okay. And I never thought about, like, it was not like I know there's a person inside that cost him. I was just scared of, like, oh, my God, Bugs Bunny is so big and so large and in charge, and he's, like, the Bugs Bunny. I'm not going to go meet him. So that, that's, like, what, what I grew up with as a kid. First time I went to Disneyland, I don't think I have any pictures with characters. They, I probably do, because I have Tweedledee and Tweedledum's autograph. And I had to have met Mickey Mouse. But also, my mom and I just were never that... I was never that type of person to, like, wait in line and meet characters. So, also, Disneyland is so much different in comparison to Disney World with meeting characters. Um, and, like, Six Flags, they had it quite a bit. So, yeah. But I digress. Um, hi i hope you guys are doing well i hope y'all are doing well um i i love how like the last episode i was like i'm definitely getting back on my podcast grind and then i think it's been two weeks if i i have this document on my computer that's like my i have a whole bunch of different documents for like my content creation and stuff so podcasts and i have one for that i actually i think i think i finally nailed it for what i want for a numbers document it's like numbers is like excel if you're not familiar But, um, I have one for my YouTube videos and, um, on my pod, excuse you, I'm so sorry. Um, on my, uh, what was I saying now? Oh yeah, I have one for my podcast and I think I need to put when I uploaded the episodes because I just always go onto my phone and go to the episode. So it says July 18th. So that, oh my God, that was almost a month ago. I'm LOL. I'm funny. But um, yeah, so I think (laughs) when I I don't know if I talked about this in the last episode, so sorry if I'm repeating myself. But something that I've been doing uh, lately is um, working for a like a teacher, like an old friend, um, and working on this new house. And you know, we've been we've been doing this for a while, and we all kind of are really respectful of like social distancing guidelines and stuff and so we wear masks if we're driving the car together we're normally on opposite sides of the house so we don't wear masks if I'm down on the other side of the house and somebody's on the other side of the house staining wood or whatever but then also we're working with a lot of chemicals so we've actually been wearing our masks a lot um but yeah so anyway uh we got all kind of have ended up now quarantining with ourselves and our family doesn't really go anywhere we're the only ones who are going out to this house to work on it so it's something that we all feel really safe about um, but any I've been working there and normally get there really early in the morning not like really early like nine or so and um it's been it's been nice just one because I I have some something that's giving me purpose <laughs> which is really nice because don't get me wrong I love having all this time to put into my YouTube channel and stuff but I am also a person who I think okay I'm a person who really likes to do physical labor like I that's why I really love working at the theater um when I'm not performing which you know is still like a physical thing when I'm not performing I like working in the shop or doing lighting and that's you know even though you would think that lighting is not that hard you you I can't wait to not live on Main Street anymore oh my god <laughs> um I don't know if you heard the motorcycle just pass, but it's 914 at night, and there's motorcycles zooming down my street, um, but anyway, I love lighting, because I'm able to, like, go up into the catwalks, and these lights can be, like, 10 pounds or 30 pounds, like, it's, it's, it's a physical job that involves also, like, your brain, it's not just, like, a mindless job, and so I really love doing that and, and doing all the stuff that we're doing on the house, like painting and I'm repairing the ceiling right now, which I'm learning another skill, which is really cool. But, um, so yeah, that, that's, that's what I've been enjoying about going to this house and working on it because it's giving me some sort of purpose. It's giving me sort of some sort of physical thing to do. And it's not like my videos aren't physical. Um, I think right now with the fact that we obviously can't go out and we can't go do things and- maybe I would like to go film at a park or, cause I, I did that with my G7X uh, review. I went and filmed at a park, which was really nice, but I also couldn't film at home cause I had roommates and it was just chaos. Anyway. Um, I, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I think also to not be able to like go out and go to the gym and having like working from home. This is something like a lot of content creators have been talking about. If you follow any content creators besides me, Uh, is that like, yeah, these people work from home, but then they get to leave to go do like grocery shopping or go to restaurants or go see friends. But now that they're working from home and they're like forced to work from home, there's a difference between saying I'm working from home and I don't, and I can leave if I want. Like it's just that, that, that idea is just in your head of just like, yeah, if I want to just pick up and leave or go do work at a coffee shop or whatever, versus working at home like you have been but now like you have to like there's no freedom there. And so when it comes to like making my YouTube videos and stuff, I love I'm so grateful, I'm so thankful for all this time I have right now to really work on my channel and work on videos and make bigger production videos which I oh my God, I had a really great brainstorming session the other night of some fun videos. Um, working on my content calendar if you will. I like to call it an upload schedule but there's somebody I watch on YouTube name is Catherine Manning. She calls it a content calendar. Um, but I've been saying um a lot too, and I apologize for that. Can we all just take a drink? Hold on. Drink real quick. Ah, delicious. I want to know, do you guys drink with me when I say let's take a drink? I'm currently drinking water, and then I have my raspberry lemonade in my Vitamix cup. Uh, but what was I saying? Oh yeah, so I was having a really good brainstorming session, so I've got some I don't want to say bigger, but I've got some videos that are, I don't know, got some videos planned. that I'm excited for. But anyway, it's been nice to have all this time and, you know, kind of working on YouTube like it was a job. But then at the same time, having that thing that can kind of get me moving in a different way. I don't know. This is, I, I've also never worked from home. I've always had jobs that require me to do a lot. And I don't think I could ever be a behind the desk like an office type of person and that's some people's vibe that is their like their perfect that's their harmony they would love to you know have a job where they have an office or a cubicle and like boom that's it but I like to do things that are a little bit more I don't know like where I can move around a little bit so I love doing YouTube but i i I also I think also just right now because none of us can leave home I think we're all just kind of itching to do a little bit more than maybe some people are used to, um, just to kind of fill that void, but anyway, with, with that being said, um, please stay home, wear your mask, um, social distance, don't go to fucking restaurants, oh my god, the amount of people I'm seeing sit at restaurants, and then the thing that kills me too is they go, oh, they're taking the proper precautions, blah, 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 whatever, so, Let's say all those people are wearing masks, which they are, except the people who are eating because you can't eat and wear a mask. Hmm. But every time I see somebody post on social media or something, the tables are barely six feet apart. And then there's like 20 people at the table or like there's five people at one table, five people at another, and they're not even six feet apart. And I'm like, y'all, like, come on. I don't know. I just, I just feel like there should be some common sense there, but that common sense is not all that common, you know? Uh, I'm gonna move my mic a little bit closer to me. I'm trying like a new. I hope this sounds good. I'm trying like a new mic, not setup, but um. Also, I know I'm like, I'm talking with my throat and not like supporting my voice. Maybe it's because I'm sitting. I don't know. I, I can feel. I okay now. Now that I'm kind of readjusting how I'm speaking. It's um. I think my my uh, speech teacher said it was my tongue root that I get really tense in um but yeah so that's fun but anyway um I'm trying this new not necessarily setup but something that has pissed me off and I cannot figure it out with and like I feel like there's a way to do this without having like a fancy box for for the microphone but um I don't know if y'all have noticed because I I I talk pretty consistent let's see uh, consistently I don't let any like dead sound be there when I'm talking um but I would hear like a, like a hiss or a whistle and I don't hear that anymore, which I'm very happy about and I'm just hoping that you guys don't hear it either. The only thing I'm a teensy bit worried about is the fact that on my, like, I record on GarageBand and like the little waves are not as high and I'm always very conscious as to what the sounds of my podcast sound like because I hate it when I'm listening to a podcast and I have to have my volume all the way up. And then I switch podcasts. So like, for instance, I'm not, this is not no tea, no shade. I was listening to the Call Me Candid podcast. And I had to have my volume all the way up. And I didn't realize it. You don't realize when you're turning your volume up just to hear a little bit, right? And then I was done listening to that episode. So I went to a Tiny Meat Gang episode. And they, I only had to be at half volume. So it damn near blew my freaking speakers out in my car. And I like turned it down real fast. Um, And so that, that's just something I think about a lot. And I'm very conscious of, of like, I want the perfect sweet spot of audio to be at the middle of the like the audio bar thing when you're listening. And then if you need it louder or you want it quieter, you can you get a little bit more uh, like leeway. But if it's if you have to have it all the way at the top, there's no room for people who may be more hard of hearing or may just have some thing where they need to play it louder for some reason, um to be able to listen. So so yeah, so that's just um, some thoughts on the podcast. Uh, okay, so the the thing that I wanted to really talk about, and oh, okay, so I know a while back I because I have a, a like a running document on my or a running note on my phone that's just like podcast notes when I think of things just in my brain, and then I go, oh, I need to like do this. Okay, the top thing on there is living in Florida, and I was gonna do a whole episode on this, and that that episode is still gonna come because I think it would be. I don't know if it's going to be interesting for anybody, but I think it's going to be interesting for me. And that's, that's why I do a lot of that stuff. Um, cause like in the future, being able to listen back of like my experience in Florida and especially being gone from it for so long now, I, I miss it so much and I hate that I miss it. Um, and maybe it's just because of the world right now. And I just miss anything being, being away from my home so far because it's like, oh, I finally get to leave. Like maybe that's where my brain's at. Um, but I, I've been missing Florida a lot, but another thing I have on my uh, phone, and this is a little bit morbid, um, I don't know if it's morbid, but I keep getting emails from 1-800-PET-MEDS, and I have to say, if you have a pet and you need meds, definitely go to 1-800-PET-MEDS. They are the cheapest that I've ever been able to find, and, um, I, so, I, I no longer have any dogs. (laughs) That is why it is kind of funny, because I keep getting these emails, and, uh, I think I just recently got an email that was like, I don't know what it was, but I, I like looked into the website and they were like, yeah, so do you have any, uh, like I tried to unsubscribe and i like, I couldn't get unsubscribed. And I pretty much put in there like, Hey, my dog's dead. Stop emailing me, please. Which is sad. Um, but I, we, both of our dogs, uh, well, we had three dogs and then obviously went down to two and both of them had really, uh, aggressive health issues, one being um, a diabetic, and so we got her needles and her. It's, it's called Vetsulin, which is very funny to me because it's just insulin for pets. Also, fun fact: according to the waste management people, that um, syringes for humans have orange tips, and for animals they have red ones. Hm. Who would have thought that? Because we kept all the syringes, obviously, because you know you can't just throw that shit away. You need to like properly dispose of it, of like the waste management stuff, like safely and all that nonsense. And so we would keep my mom put them in uh, her creamer, like the her coffee creamer bottles. And then uh, I just took some over there like last week, but I had done it before. And the first time I brought them over there, she was the lady was like, okay, what do you have? And I was like, I have needles. And then she opened up the trunk, because they, t- they tell you just to put it in the trunk, and um, they'll go get it for you. And she goes, what are these for? And I was like, they're for my dog. Like she has diabetes. And she was like, that's so interesting, because the human ones are orange, and these ones are red, and that's why I was really confused, and I was like, hmm, there you go, so, um, uh, I guess that would also mean don't try to use red needles on a human, because then it might, I don't, I don't know, there's probably some science thing there, um, but yeah, I thought, I found that really funny for a long time, that it was like, is Roxy up on her Vetzla, and I was like, uh, no, because in, in dog heaven, they don't need vetzelin Please stop emailing me. I'm really sad about not having a dog anymore. Um, so yeah, finally got that fixed. That was good. Um, I don't know about y'all, but my emails have been absolutely overrun. It's been, okay, so we talked about this in the last episode. Obviously, you need to be out there signing petitions, and with those signing of petitions, um, good gravy I've been getting a lot of freaking emails and I've been trying to uncheck like can send me promotional email things I've been trying to be very aware of that because there's like normally two check boxes and one that's like send me updates on this thing another one and and it says like send me updates on this thing and other campaigns and then there's one that's like send me promotional offers or whatever and you just kind of don't think about it when you're sending like signing a hundred petitions at once and so um now my email inbox is, is completely trash. So first of all, if anybody has any suggestions on how to clean an inbox, and when I say trash, I mean I have 138 unread emails right now. Um, I have one from Airbnb. I've never stayed in an Airbnb. And see, the thing is, is I think I made an account with them and then, yeah, unsubscribe from all future emails and then watch. That's not going to do shit. Unsubscribe me and guarantee you should take effect in 48 hours. Okay, if I see another Airbnb email in the future, I'll be pissed. Um, I have one from Jansport for some reason. I've never gotten an email for. Okay, whatever. So, obviously that's an issue. So, I used to use Unroll Me, and I thought it worked, and then I kind of... I don't think it works. So, there just needs to be a way to, to make that shit work and, and block emails and all that nonsense. Because it's very, very tiring... Also, it's hard because then you get an email that you're actually waiting for, and then it gets lost in the the frickin' shuffle of everything. So, um, yeah. So there's that. But anyway, uh, besides the, the list of- I, I honestly don't have a lot on that list, but something I wanted to talk about is- let me just- I'm-, I'm, I'm this is very- what? <gasps> My- uh-oh. Is that what- I felt something earlier- Um, one of the wheels just fell off my uh, office chair, so that's super fun and great and fabulous. I will just try not to move around, and I'll deal with that later. Sorry, it's gonna be noisy for a second, because I I, I knew I felt my chair shift, and I couldn't figure out what happened, and then I just looked down and saw, like, the puck from one of my wheels. I need a new office chair, like, ASAP, because this thing just, this does not do it, but... Uh, what was I saying? Oh, yeah. Okay, so, folks, this time of year is my favorite time of year. You want to know why that is? It's not necessarily August, because honestly, this starts sooner normally, but Big Brother is back. Now, do you know what Big Brother is? That's, that's kind of rhetorical, because you cannot answer me. Big Brother is a reality TV show, if you aren't aware, and, um, I, (laughs) it is not based off of the 1984 book uh okay let's see uh big brother is a that is not true um I'm trying to get the the uh big brother show I'm trying to get their their synopsis of it because I could explain it but I feel like it takes me too many senses. um strangers come together to live in a house with eliminations happening each week until only one player remains the winner takes home five hundred thousand dollars wow The first episode aired, uh, July 5th, 2000, and I've watched it every season since. And, um, yeah, it is, it is a fun show. It's my favorite. This is American TV. Did it start as a Dutch TV series? (gasps) No freaking way. I'm gonna scream. Are you kidding me? So, okay, based on Big Brother by John DeMole. <gasps> oh my Jesus. No way. Okay, I'm okay. I'm just learning so much. Big Brother is my favorite reality TV show of all time. I will be on it. I want, I'm, mark my words. I've said this in it. I made a video like four years ago. and It was like a little vlog and it was called Big Brother's Back. And I was talking about that season of Big Brother. And I pro- probably started... <laughs> I'm probably certain that I said it in that video and I'm, I'm gonna say it again for the record I will be on Big Brother one day my goal uh, like I've never auditioned and my you can audition once you're 21 and I was going to audition the past two years like was my original plan but then I was in school and I was like well if if I got on if I got on it would push me back like a year in school I, I don't know if I want to do that and then when it came to this year it, it was just really busy and chaotic at the beginning of the year. So when it ca- came time for applications, I was like, I, and then I think by the time applications hadn't even closed yet. And then they, they closed applications and they were like, we're, we're not doing a season and everybody was really sad. I was really sad, but this season they're doing all-stars. Anyway, what I just learned is Big Brother is a Dutch reality competition television, television franchise by John DeMole, which is the guy who made the, oh, oh my God, oh my God, I'm so shook he also made, uh, The Voice, so go off, John DeMole, um, but he, uh, he, oh, he was born the same year as my mom, um, he's known for being the creator of the original Dutch versions of Big Brother and The Voice, that's bonkers, so I didn't know that Big Brother, I knew that there were multiple Big Brothers, there's Big Brother UK, and then Big Brother, I think I, I don't don't know if I knew, I think I knew about the um, the one in Holland, and then I think there's also Big Brother in, like, India, or something like that, there's a couple different ones, but it turns out that this John DeMole guy was the guy who created Big Brother, just, like, the reality show in general, and then he brought it to America, because it says, um, in the credits of the show, like, created by John De DeMole, so I just assumed that that was an American guy, but that's crazy, holy shit, um, oh my god and yeah the name was inspired by big brother from george orwell's novel 1984 um and the housemates are continuously monitored during their stay in the house by live television cameras as well as personal audio microphones um throughout the course of the competition they are voted out usually on a weekly basis until only one remains and wins a cash prize cash prize which is mm, technically not true um it oh spanish spanish no never mind um it, they, they make it down to the final two, and then house guests who had left previously vote them out, so if you're not familiar with it, definitely get into it, it's a fun time, and this season, they, ha- they announced, um, like, I think, like, maybe a month ago or whatever, that it was going to be All-Stars, which is really cool, they did one season that was All-Stars, which was, um, what season, 10, 11, something like that, and this is season 22, mind you, so, Uh, your girl's gonna be on season 23 or 24 or maybe 25. I'm I'm gonna do it. I know I'm gonna do it. Um, (laughs) I hope so. Uh, but the, um, brain words. There we go. Okay. (laughs) Sorry. Um, I get why they didn't do like a standard casting and a lot of people have been wanting an all-star season because it's been over 12 years or something like that since they've done the first one. Um, And so this was like the perfect time because then they had all these people that they could pick from, choose them super far in advance, be able to quarantine them, test them, whatever. They know these people, they've worked with them before, and they know it's going to be, you know, essentially like safe. It's it's a little bit of a different process. And what they did is they didn't announce the season until, um, which I think was the first time that they had ever done that uh, because I think they would always done, like, you know, when, like, Survivor comes out and then they have that thing on CBS where you can go and watch, like, a, essentially a PowerPoint slide of who these people are or whatever. I think they had done that with Big Brother, but I honestly don't remember, but this year they kept it all a secret until literally the night of when you're meeting all the house guests, you're finding out who's gonna be on it, and so this, uh, they, they said that they had people tested multiple times, They had them uh, quarantined and sequestered in separate hotel rooms where they were taking multiple tests, and then when they were about to go into the house, they were wearing masks on the stage, and Julie Chen, who is the host of the show and who has been since the beginning, she was like 12 feet away with them on the stage, she gets constant tests too, and then as soon as they went to the house, they were able to take their mask off, because all of them had been, you know, quarantined and, and uh, tested, and they said they would be doing tests throughout the show, too, just in case, but nobody goes in, nobody goes out, unless if you're kicked out, so, um, yeah, when it comes to, like, producers and stuff, people don't go in there unless if there's, like, an emergency, so, and even when there was emergency, like, three seasons ago, was it, was it three seasons ago? Yeah um, there was this girl, Christmas, who actually broke her ankle, like, shattered it, and, like, a whole, it was, she's back on, she's one of my favorite, um, people I love Christmas, um, her name is Christmas Joy, because, of course, it is, um, but she was, like, the first female NASCAR pit crew member, she is a CrossFit, like, champ, she's a beast, and, um, she broke her Ankle, like literally, like four weeks into the show, or something like that, by doing a piggyback ride, they tripped her ankle, like busted, shattered a million pieces. And I don't even think producers came out. I think two people carried her into the diary room, which is kind of like a confessional room. And they have doors, obviously, to access into the place. So they have this one room called the storage room, and that's where essentially, like, all the food gets delivered in there. So, like, food and supplies are in there and if people need stuff, like, they put in a request through the diary room, and then, um, the, the producers, like, leave it in the room, they lock the, the they lock the door, and they fill it all up with a whole bunch of stuff, and then they unlock the, the house guest door, and then they leave and lock their door. So, stuff goes in there, like, you, he, there's one countertop that always has fruits and vegetables on it, like, that kind of stuff, um, and then, the diary room has access there too, because they have done things before where it's like, oh, you get to go on a, you get to go to a premiere during the show, and they like, get to leave, it's very weird, like, I don't, it's, it's hard to explain, but when that happened to Christmas, they left her in the diary room, and then they left, and then two producers came in and took her to the hospital, and got surgery, and whatever, and it was totally insane, um, but yeah, now she's back, obviously, no broken ankle, which is great, you know, knock on wood that she stays healthy, and all that, everybody stays healthy, um, but yeah, so this season's super exciting because they have people back from, like, what's their earliest season? I think the earliest season people are back from is, like, Big Brother 7 or something like that. Super far back. And they've done, like I said, they did one All-Stars, but they've also done, like, three or four seasons where old players came back. So, for instance, two people that are on there right now is Janelle and Nicole Franzel. And, um, that kind of rhymes. Um, so Nicole has been on on Big Brother 3 times now cuz she was on her original season. Then they did a season where it was like I don't remember the the I think the the basis of the show was that it was a twist that they were bringing four old players back. Um so like same thing with Davon. So Davon and Nicole both played in their own season and then they came back in this same like like four people come back. So it was Devon Nicole, I don't know who else, and then Polly, um, but er, not Polly. No, I don't know. Who knows? Um, but anyway, they, uh, they, uh, uh, came back to play again, and I can't remember what the twist was for theirs. If they were either a punishment being brought onto the house, or if they were like, it wasn't the coach's season. But then there was this other girl, Jan- uh, Janelle, who's on the All Stars right now, and this is her fourth time playing Big Brother because she was on her original season, then she was on the All-Stars, the first All-Stars, then she was on this other season where they brought four players back to be, like, the quote-unquote coaches for teams, and then later got mixed into the actual house guest group to compete for the $500,000. I do not, yeah, Janelle's never won, but she is a competition beast. Now, mind you, the last time that she played was, like, 10 years ago, and obviously people get older. That's something she's talked about a lot being in the house, too, but, like, Janelle is like known for being one of the best big brother, best big brother players of all time. Um, they also have two winners in this season. So Nicole won the second season that she came back, and then this guy Ian, who I th- no she was on my calls, but yeah, this guy Ian, he also won um his first season. So this is his second time playing. He uh there was a season where people came back. It was like coaches came back, and he beat. He was in the second, in the finals with this guy named Dan, who is also known as one of the best Big Brother players of all time, who had won in his first season, came back the second season. Ian won against him, so you have two um, already had won in this All Stars. You have, uh, let's see, Kaser, Janelle, Davon, Nicole. I think that's it for the people who have played multiple times. So Kaser, Davon, Nicole have this is their third time, and Janelle this is her fourth time. And then you have people like, um, the, the way that Julie phrased it when the show was starting was like, okay, you have people who, uh, have, what's it called? They've won. There's people who have gotten close. There's people who have something to prove and there's people who haven't had their chance yet. And there are like three people in there who got to the final three. So there's guy, there's this guy, Kevin Christmas got to the final three in her season, uh, Nicole got to the final three in her season, and she it was her and a couple, so I'm sorry, but of course she was gonna get, like, booted out, because that's the thing, is when you go to the final two, not only are you trying to win and see who the jury, would, that's what they call them, like the previously evicted house guests, would vote for out of the two of you, but also second place gets $50,000, so you're either gonna get $500,000 or $50,000, but once you're in the final two, you at least got $50,000, and so... Of course, a couple is going to take their partner with them, so that way they could win at least some money. So Nicole got third place, and then you have um, people like David, who, okay, <sighs> David is from the last season. It is hard to say that this guy is probably one of the best players of Big Brother because he was the first person evicted in his season, and he wasn't even evicted. He was okay I'm technically evicted is is the right word because he wasn't kicked out it's not like big brother kicked him out but he in this like it, it was just like this crazy twist and pretty much he got he was the casualty of the twist and uh, one two, skip a few he was selected as one of four people to play in this competition and whoever didn't win this comp whoever was the last person out was evicted from the house immediately so typically every week somebody is voted out and that they're evicted. But David was kind of evicted, but not even through anybody voting for him. And the reason why this guy, you know, why he was selected by this guy who who had won the twist essentially or whatever, it had nothing to do with like, oh, I'm voting you out because I don't like you. Like essentially there's this thing called camp counselor because every year there's sort of a theme. Uh, last year it was like, camp themed um he won this camp director oh that's what it was called camp director and he had to choose four people to go into this kind of like sudden death competition and there were four other people who kind of campaigned for themselves to be like hey you know you could also vote for me to be camp director but nobody was really campaigning this guy mickey just happened to win i hated him he also won the whole season fucking hate the guy anyway um so David was just, he he just had been like, hey, I'll take, you know, I'll take the bull if you guys want to, you know, vote for me as camp director, didn't get it, obviously, Mickey got it, and then he got put in this competition, and it was, it was, like, a competition in pitch black, and, like, you had to, like, try to find the right exit, but obviously you can't see anything, and it was just, it was just literally, it had nothing to do with skill, it was almost just luck, and it was so hard, because, essentially, he ended up coming back, like they had this thing called camp comeback where you the first first four people would then fight in a competition to come back and unfortunately David didn't win camp comeback but after the first real eviction Julie told the house guests about the twist he got to come back into the house um and pretty much Julie said like listen they're out of the the game right now but they're still in the social game they get to live in this house until camp comeback and then once camp comeback happens then whoever's actually you know whoever doesn't win and who's actually kicked out is actually gone and then they're leaving for good so david had been gone for like two weeks he came back into the house and i can like always remember this one clip that he's talking to another house guest and he goes this is what i think is happening in this house and literally calls every single alliance every, like, the next, like, voting thing that's happening, like, he literally knew exactly what was going on in this house without having talked to anybody, and then the dumb fucking bitch who was being, he was talking to was like, there's no alliances in this house, David, you're crazy, you don't know what you're talking about, and he was a hundred percent right, and I firmly believe that had David stayed, I think he could have won the whole fucking show, because he was smarter, he was nicer, he had a better social game, he was just like, he, he also like physically, like obviously he didn't get to perform in any competitions except the final one and I don't even think it had anything to do, it was just like, I don't even remember what that competition was, but he's a beast in competitions and so, or you can just, he's a, he's very physically fit, so we can assume, um, but the, the thing about Big Brother is not only do you have to be good in comps, but your brain has to be sharp and he is wicked sharp and I th- and the, so a lot of people I saw on Twitter like bitching about David and being like oh David didn't even do anything whatever and I'm like you can't act like David didn't do anything because David did a whole bunch because you he proved himself without having the chance to prove himself that he was going to be a extremely competitive player And the thing is, is I truly think David can win this season. He just has to, and and that's a hard thing too, is we didn't get to really see him play a social game. And so, but he, he has a good rapport with everybody. The only issue is a lot of people are like, I don't know him. And especially being in All-Stars right now, a lot of people are like, I don't know this dude, um, there's a few people who know him because just, like, within the Big Brother community, people meet, so, like, Bailey and David know each other, um, but, like, Bailey also knew Janelle, like, I checked on Instagram and she followed a whole bunch of people, and there's, like, events that people have to go to, they also lived in the same city, so I would, if I, if I had been on Big Brother and, like, somebody had just gotten off Big Brother, and like we lived in the same city, and I liked the the person through what I saw on TV. Absolutely, I would reach out and be like, "Hey, like let's hang out. I want to meet you. Like let's talk, Big Brother, especially David. Just like being, just just the powerhouse that David is. So that's the only disadvantage that David has right now is the fact that he does not know pretty much anybody except Nicole. I don't know what her other what her last name is, but I, I'm redhead Nicole um, who was also on last season, who got to final three, who she really liked David, but once again, they did not get a chance to know each other, and I don't know if they ever made that effort to know each other outside of the house, because she lives on the east coast, he lives on the west coast, so kind of hard, um, but otherwise, besides Nicole, he doesn't know anybody, in Bailey, he, I don't think he knows anybody in that house, and I don't think anybody knows him, so that's his downfall, okay, I'm talking a lot of big brother right now, because I'm very excited, so I hope you guys know what I'm talking about, if not, I hope you guys are interested in what I'm saying, um, because it's a really, it's a really fascinating show, and I've, like I said, I've watched it since the beginning, and something I actually wanted to do before I submit my application the next time app- applications are open, and I had done, like, this in a little bit, um, but I haven't completed it, is I want to go back and re-watch all the seasons, because I would say I am borderline a super fan of Big Brother. Um, there were some people who, like, I can name this competition, I can name the see- the winners of every season and I kind of want to do that. I want to be able to name all the winners because I could go back and like something my mom and I have been doing while we're watching the show. And the third episode only aired tonight, so that's also why I'm thinking about it too, but I wanted to talk about it on the podcast. But um while we're talking or while we're watching the show, like there's people, for instance, there's this guy on there right now. His name is Memphis. I do not remember him at all in the slightest. And the thing that's funny is he was, like, the the duo. People make final two deals saying, like, hey, we're going to take each other to the final two, whatever. And um, he was the final two with Dan Giesling, who was, like I said earlier, one of the best Big Brother players of all time. So the fact that I didn't remember him, and also his name is Memphis. Like, that's kind of a memorable name. That's also my niece's name. Um, but, like, the fact that I can't remember that guy at all, or there's this girl on there whose name's Keisha, who, as of recording this episode, um, spoilers ahead, this is not about anybody getting kicked off, I'm not that far ahead, um, but she is currently on the block, and they just had the veto ceremony, and she's still on the block, um, so... And the block is the the place where people get evicted from. Like, it's two people get put on the block, and then there's a veto where they win the chance to veto that nomination, and then if they win, somebody can take somebody off the block, replace them, and then the final two are the people who are voted. Um, it's who, who do you want to go home at the end of the week, and then one of them goes home. That's the premise in a few words or less. Um, So I don't remember Keisha in the slightest. It doesn't look familiar. They played a little clip from, like, one of her most infamous moments on on her season can't remember her at all um who else is on there that I'm just like I don't know and I think that's mainly it I think it's just Keisha 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 and who did I just say Memphis um there's this guy uh Kevin who like now that he's been on there more who he's also on the block too which I'm really sad about but um I'm starting to remember him a little bit but he made it to the final three and I don't remember him at all I don't even remember who won on his season I'm gonna look that up real quick let's see uh, Kevin, Big Brother. Because he was on season 12? 11. Uh, season, season 11. That's Q. 11, Big Brother. Um, okay, who was on it? Bigbrother.fandom.com. I've been on this website a lot. Oh, that was Jordan's season? <gasps> oh. See, I think Jordan would come back. Jordan and uh, Jeff are, oh, yeah. See, I don't remember this season at all. I can I can look at faces and remember some of them, like uh, Jesse and Chima and Jeff. Jeff and Jordan are the, uh, like, I think one of the longest um Running Big Brother couples, they have like two kids together. They're married. They're still together. They've been together for, what? How long ago was this? This was in, two thousand what? Two. That's nope, nope. Mm, is it not gonna tell me. Two thousand nine. Two thousand nine. Oh shit. Okay, so they've been together for eleven years. That's crazy. Um, but I don't remember Kevin at all. So there's there's people that I don't remember. And, obviously, there's, like, instances I remember. There's, like, little moments. My mom and I have this, like, running joke um, where we talk about how there's this girl. I I believe her name was Danielle. And she was kind of uh, known for being a ditz or or stupid, honestly, on Big Brother. There was one argument that she had with somebody. And it was a silly argument of just, like, no, there are 27 letters in the alphabet. I think she was Southern. And it was, like, no, there's 27 letters in the alphabet. And she goes through the whole alphabet. And she goes, X, Y and z and like it was like a big it was a big like do you realize what you just said and then I remember her saying something else where she goes I am done with this d-u-n done and then stormed off and the people that she was arguing with like stopped and like had to laugh because it was just like what you what is that a is that a joke or is that Like, what is going on here? So, um, I remember little things like that in, like, the first season. And here's the thing, is I've thought about this a lot. And I'm starting to remember, I'm starting to wonder, did I remember this correctly? Because if I remembered it correctly, mind you, when the first season came out, I was, like, five. Um, and I've been watching it since then, every season. There's been ones that I kind of didn't watch in their entirety because of school or work or whatever. But, essentially... Uh, The first season, there was this guy, Eddie, who won, and he had one leg. And one of the final competitions for the final HOH or whatever was that they released a whole bunch of beagles, like a 100 beagles, into a house. And one of them had three legs. And the competition was find the three-legged beagle the fastest. So then Eddie won that competition, found the dog the fastest. He ended up winning the whole season, and they gave him the three-legged beagle as a gift are you freaking kidding, kidding me like the, how cute is that so um I don't know if that's actually true because I haven't watched it back in so long but that's just I remember that so vividly but then like I'm trying to think well am I misremembering something because it was like 20 years ago hmm who knows um also how did they get to season 22 when they only do one season a year and this is season 22 in 2020, and it started in the year 2000. That's another thing I want to look into, because something is not adding up, because it's not like, uh, The Amazing Race, where they do, like, two seasons in a year, or Survivor, where they do two seasons in a year. I think, yeah, I think that's what I meant. Survivor does two seasons in a year, not Amazing Race. But anyway, so a lot of questions there, but, um, yeah, so I want to go back and watch, because also, it's really cool to watch, too, because, like, now they have this thing called Slop, where if you get put Like, one of the punishments is you eat this, like, nasty oatmeal shit, essentially. But back in the day, it used to be peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. So, like, looking back of going, oh, those other people had it made. But then they had things like, uh, they had competitions to win things like the pool. Like, access to the pool. Or winning access to the chessboard or whatever. and, And then they don't do that anymore. Um, so, uh, yeah, but also being aware of what the competitions are. Like, I, okay, I shit you not, I work out just to stay, to stay fit. But I also constantly think about Big Brother competitions. And I bought these actual little hand grip things that I need to use more of. I think it's in here. I don't know where it is. Uh, is it in here? Nope. Okay, I have to find it so I can start working on my grip. But I have very bad um, grip in my hands. I just kind of, like, I don't ever recall ever having good grip in my hands. I don't think that's something that's just gone away. I think I just never had good grip. And there are a lot of competitions that happen on Big Brother where you kind of need to have good grip. So what that means to me is I need to start working on my grip. I love uh, crossword puzzles, too, and, like, different puzzles like that. So I have a lot of brain games on my phone purely for the sake of of training for big brother I sound like a crazy person I'm very aware and I'm going to give you guys a little secret too if you ever have if you ever see on any of my social media hashtag bbb that's just for me and it means hashtag big brother body that's what I'm working out for so if I ever am like posting on on social media and it's like hashtag B, project bbb it's hashtag project big brother body because I'm trying to prepare myself and that's something too that not only do I want to be fitter and stronger but I need to get my fucking ass in gear because let's say everything in the world goes how I want it to and I get cast in the next season of big brother let's say that happens let's say that fucking happens which that would be a dream and I'm going to go back to this podcast episode and like scream knocking on wood knocking on wood that happens if that happens I have in theory until, like, they start filming in June, so, like, until June of next year, so, like, about a year, but auditions happen, and, like, you submit applications and, like, auditions kind of stuff in, like, January, February time, so I have August, September, October, November, December, I have five months to get myself ready to win $500,000, so, um, there's that I need to work on, because if I, if I want to be on the show, I, that's the thing, is if I'm going on, I'm taking home that $500,000, thank you very much, so, yeah, um, anyway, I, I'm very excited about Big Brother, if you are also interested in Big Brother, please holler at your girl, let me know, um, because I'm, 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 I'm v jazzed about it, it's just, my mom and I watch, and it's also great being home with my mom right now, and being able to watch Big Brother, because, uh, that's just something that we've always done and when how I've been gone like I was gone the last well eh, I guess it was just last summer but I was like I was I was in Irvine then I came home and then I had like to I remember watching like three episodes or four episodes of Big Brother when I got to Florida because I was moving then I wasn't able to watch it like my first week because everything was fucking chaotic and I remember my mom being like you got to catch up and I was about to watch the finale essentially like there was two episodes left and my mom's like i want to talk about this with you but you got to watch the episodes and i was like my life is insane right now i just moved across the country and i'm starting a new job and everything is horrible here and i'm also four hours ahead of you so like ah." so i like sat down and like watched big brother for like three hours one time which i do not like sitting and watching stuff that long anyway but i caught up so the last two summers have been kind of difficult with catching up with big brother and stuff like that with my mom um, but it's been nice to be home and, like, watch that with her, because that's, like, our time we get to spend together and, like, talk about it, and we're both, like, huge Big Brother fans, and I just, like, would absolutely lose it if one year I was on it and knowing that, knowing that she was watching from home, you know what I mean? That would be so cool. Um, we gotta come up with a Carol Burnett signal, you know, where she pulled on her ear to say goodnight to her daughter or something like that on her, on her TV show. My mom and I gotta, come up with something like that. Um, so Yeah let me know, tweet at me, there is a, I mean, you can tweet at me on my personal Twitter, which is on Elise Feldman, but there is a waterfall pod, Twitter and Instagram, and that is where I also, um, post just like, that I'm posting the episode, I do the, I'm starting to tag the, um, the, the spotlight on my Instagram too, on my, on my waterfall pod Instagram, so please go check that out, but with that said, I think that's a perfect transition into the spotlight for today's episode, and that is, Harley Dio Art. H-A-R-L-E-Y-D-A-L-L-O Art. Harley is one of my dear friends from the Disney College program. And she is an amazing artist. When I say amazing, I mean amazing. She uh, does, I think, mainly like charcoal. But she's also exploring different mediums as of recent. And I also, I'm staring at it right now. I have one of the first harley dio original art pieces in front of me and it's a picture of um the wall and mickey statue the partner statue in front of cinderella castle in magic kingdom and she had done this piece had never sold her work before and has finally started selling prints of her original work and this thing is like it's a i think she said 18 not 18 by 20 uh 11 by 18 or 11 by 20 or something like that I don't know. It's, it's a little bit, it's not, it's not an 8 by 10 but it's, it's beautiful, and you can see all, like, the details in it, and I don't know how she got this transferred over onto, like, prints and stuff, but you need to check out her Instagram. She's so close to a thousand followers. She's an amazing artist. If you love seeing Disney art, first of all, but if you just love seeing great art, she has, like, a portrait of elvis presley she did a really cool drawing of like coffee she does oh she, one of her favorite my favorites of hers is she did one of elsa and anna as well as one of um the navi from avatar beautiful work so please go check out harley on instagram i will be chat uh, i will be uh ch- tagging i kept wanting to say chat and like, I didn't know where that was coming from, but I will be tagging her in the, uh, Waterfall of Consciousness podcast Instagram, which is at waterfall pod. So please go check that out. So that way you are constantly up to date when it comes to the podcast, as well as it's a great place to find the information about the, um, about the, uh, the, uh, the podcast. What was I trying to say? I don't know. Check check out the podcast. Follow me on all the social medias, as well as on my personal social media at Annalise Feldman Everywhere except on Instagram. It's at Annalise.jpg. I've also got Patreon, which by the way, shouts out to my Patreon members. Thank you so much. We've got a couple of fam in the Patreon squad. Um, if you want to join the Patreon, you can join for as little as one dollar, which is really great. And um, it just gives you access to all the exclusive content that I might post on there. Right now, I don't have a lot of exclusive content because I'm waiting for some feedback from the Patreoners to see um, from the patrons, I guess is the proper way to say that, um, from the patrons on what you guys want from the Patreon, uh, but I'm really open to anything. Right now, I do have a goal set of if I reach $200 a month, I'll be posting uh, two videos the first and third week of the month, so it'll be a total of six videos a month, which is That's very exciting, so if you want to help me reach that goal, check out the Patreon, patreon.com slash Annalise, I still don't know how I got that username, Um, please check it out, Uh, subscribe to the Patreon, support me there, I really appreciate it if you can do that, any of support from the Patreon goes directly back into my content creation, whether it be my YouTube channel, or even the podcast, like getting better microphones, or investing in some sort of way of making this better and higher quality for y'all so if you can support me on there if you can't that's all right too i appreciate you listening to the episode i appreciate you listening to my um my podcast watching my videos subscribing sharing subscribing to the podcast and also if you leave a review on the podcast that is super helpful we've got five five star reviews right now so that is freaking fantastic but if you want to actually write a comment that would be really helpful too because nobody has a review on there yet so If you're listening to this and you're here this far, I'd love to hear what you have to say in a review and let me know any feedback that you have, you know, holler at me on the socials and stuff. Otherwise, that is it for me. Thank y'all so much for listening. I really had a good time uh, chatting here and thanks for being patient and um, having grace with me with this whole podcast thing. I'm still trying to get it figured out. I really enjoy doing the podcast, but kind of like I've said in other episodes, I don't want it to be ever a thing that I'm like, ugh, I gotta do the podcast, because I started this just because I wanted to be something fun and silly, and I know that we're almost two years into it now, which is crazy, and only on episode 26, Um, but I hope things will change, and especially getting into this new routine, trying to figure out maybe my podcast calendar, now I've got my YouTube calendar worked out, getting a podcast calendar, I don't know, but um, yep, that's it for me, y'all, stay beautiful, have a marvelous day, thanks for hanging out with me, and I'll chat with y'all in the next one. Hi.